0: Are ten a penny? Can I
1: have ten radio stations, please? That'll be a penny, lad. Thank you.
0: There is one radio station. There
1: can
2: be only one. There can be only one.
0: There can be only one that stands out from the crowd. I want that one. All right. What is this thing? It's River Radio. There can be
1: only one. One that's made entirely out of syrup. Oh, we're here, Cass. We are, just. Cheers, everybody. (laughs) It's one o'clock. Well, it's three minutes. Well, it's four minutes past now.
3: Yes, but we're here. And it's Thursday. It's Thursday. What does that mean? uncorked.
1: Uncorked with Brian and Kath or Kath and Brian depending on which way round you look at it.
3: Yes. Yes. I don't mind Brian and Kath. it sounds got a nice ring to it.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. Stick with that. You know, I'm happy.
3: It was your birthday this week. So it was. So happy birthday to Brian.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 65. Oh, actually, I think by the time the um, the WhatsApp group sort of got together You'd hit a century. I'd, I had done well. Yes, I've done well. Thanks for that, guys. Nice.
3: 32 Um, years young. Yes, (laughs) according (laughs)
1: according to uh, a doodah machine, Uh, whatever that is. Um, Anyway, uh, Uncorked, all about wine. Um, What are we talking about this week?
3: Well, because we like to talk about things that are stylish and engaging, we thought we'd talk about rot. <laughs> rot. <laughs> we're I talking think about rot. I show stylish and engaging to group with rot, which is a bit bizarre. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Talking about botrytis it's, impo-
1: it's an important part, isn't it?
3: It's actually more important than people realise. Okay, yeah.
1: so we're yeah. going to find out about that a little bit later on. With um, off the beaten track, we're going to put on a cardigan.
3: Carignan. Yes. Oh. We're going to explore a red grape variety that's uh, that's often much maligned, regularly used as a blending component. But red wine, single varietal as well.
1: Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. And that's um, that comes from Spain, USA, all over, the shop. all over the shop.
3: A lot of places, but specifically certain places, but we'll talk a little bit about it. And uh, then, then of course... We'll match it. Yeah.
1: What crisps go with carrigan.
3: Exactly. Carrigan. That's what we're going to find out. With cardigan. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cardigan. Well,
1: we better dive
3: in, don't you think? We had better. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's not dive in, is dive it? Dive That's dive in.
0: <laughs> to River Radio.
1: There we go. We 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 dived.
3: We've dove,
1: drove. No, what we done?
3: We dived. Don't we dived? We dived. That sounds terrible. I think if you're American, you dove in. Really? But we say I dived in. You dove in. I think Americans say that. Yeah. What
1: is wrong with some of the countries in the world today?
3: <laughs> I don't know. But I think we say we dived. We dived in. We dived in. We're diving now. We're deep, 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 deep diving. We
1: have. We yes. have. We've gotten to an all-time low. But no, we are talking
3: rot. We're talking and, rot. Yes, we're talking but, rot just generally. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, we, yes, so no, perfect. no different. It's a normal week. It's
3: perfect for us. <laughs> so but, you, but
1: um, this this rot or, or mold, I guess you could call it. It's, yes, it's it's used in a lot of not just wine, obviously cheese, but all sorts of stuff. I'd imagine. It's actually
3: yeah. It's it's more prolific than you realise. So yeah. You know when you get a mouldy strawberry? Yeah. That's usually botrytis. Bet- Is it? That's the common rot that causes things like that. So you see it. It can affect everything from vineyards even to your house plants yeah yeah Yeah. so it it isn't it isn't unusual or just unique to vineyards okay if you see it it looks pretty drastic yeah because it looks like rot moldy grapes yes but it does serve a function so its actual name is botrytis Mm cinerea um and if it is followed obviously you need damp weather for it to form which is obviously damp humid Unpleasant conditions tend to lead to rot.
1: Yes, it, it, yeah, it's, it's not sounding particularly appealing just at the minute. We've
3: chosen a good day to do it because yeah. it's, it's quite damp and humid perfect outside. For perfect for a bit of botrytis, per- per- today. not Perfect for the formation of rot. <laughs> um, just by chance, the universe stepped in and gave us the right weather. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it forms. If, if afterwards, though, you have specific conditions. So imagine... Cold, misty mornings that are slightly damp, the temperature rises and it stays misty and humid and the rot forms, followed by warmer, drier weather. It can still be a bit moist and humid, but usually drier weather and sunshine, rather than continued rain and clouds, that's when you get the specific form of noble rot, rather than just grey rot, which is not a good thing. So when you see your strawberries in the fridge, that's usually, I suppose, the more specific form of botrytis, which would be called grey rot, which is not the good one.
1: Okay, so we've given it a posh name to make it sound more appealing then, noble rot. Yes. It's not just any old rot. This is noble. When, when, it,
3: when it forms, it goes not being grey rotten is botrytis in the good sense. Yes, we like to call it for wine noble rot.
1: Okay, so we're not talking horrible, soggy, yucky rot. We're talking this is noble.
3: Noble rot. Uh,
1: we like a bit of noble exactly.
3: rot. Exactly. But just to bring it back down to grossness. Yeah. Because we like, we like that we sort like of thing. We like a bit of that. So we said you mouldy strawberries. Yeah. It can be flowers and things like that as well. But it is also, it's a type of rot that or it can also be found in the antibiotic for... That we know, penicillin. Penicillin? Yeah, yeah. it's oh, the same, okay. same family. It's not right. necessarily botrytis, but it's the same family of fungus. Okay. Fungi. Would you say fungi? Same family of fungi. Um, and People say I'm a fungi. Blue cheese, so things like Stilton. Again, yep. same family of, of fungi. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm sorry about this, athletes for also oh, same family. Oh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, grosser. Huh? That's, oh, that's not right. Yeah, but they're Ascomycota. They're a particular type of rot family. But within that, you have Botrytis cinerea as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. right. So,
3: okay, we sorted out all the um,
1: technical stuff. Why do
3: we want rot at all, for goodness sake? given most growers spend their lives trying not to have any rot, I think there's some parts of the world where it happens more naturally than others. And it was just by happy chance that people discovered that it made good wine. So if you think, some of the most famous wines are Tokai in Hungary, Azu. Oh, that's right, I think you're well-famous. Sautern in Bordeaux. Yeah, okay, Hold of yeah. that. And sort of very, very sweet German wines, particularly. I mean, you can get it in Spate Laser and above usually, in a particularly Britritic year. Mm-hmm. But commonly, it was a Beer and House Laser and and, beer and House Lasers were heavily patriotised wines. So, And they, it was traditionally used, those are all dessert wines or sweet styles of wine. So you associate it more with sweet styles of wine, and there's good reason for that. Okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritty okay, so then. What the rot actually does when it hits the grape is it, the spores can basically penetrate the skin and they, they, they use all the moisture up.
1: Okay, so, so you're left with a concentrated Yeah, so you look, it looks mush. like
3: a rotten, a rotten, dried out raisin type thing. Mm. I know, I'm selling it to you, aren't I? Oh, I'm thinking, yeah. they look tasty. Can I try some? Yeah, so if you dry berries, you have the same effect. They obviously form raisins and if you press them, you get, there's less water. Yeah. So you get more sugar and more acidity. So those things are concentrated. But with botrytis, you get a specific flavour characteristics as well.
1: Okay. So yeah. we're basically this is a natural way of taking out a lot of the moisture.
3: Intensifying Intensifying sweetness. the actual sugar.
1: The, yeah. the sugar and, and the levels of sweetness and all sorts in the of grape, yeah. Yeah. And then you take that, which probably looks pretty horrific, I'd imagine, but you take Don't that look pretty no. no. And then you, you squish those.
3: Yeah, you press those and press you press them. Remove the juice, the yeah, and sometimes it can be just a few berries on a bunch, and that will impact. But what it will do, obviously, is it increases your potential alcohol. Um, so some do have higher levels of alcohol, but some have very low levels of alcohol because there's so much botrytis that the yeasts struggle to get too high, and at some point they go, oh, I'm, I'm done, and they keel over. So you'll get wines from Germany, like a Trockenbeerenauslese, auslaser which means dried berries that are late harvested, in essence, nice big long word. Um, and they, they, they have about 5.5% alcohol because there's so much sugar that even a little bit of alcohol, the yeasts go, oh, I'm exhausted. And they just, oh, I'm giving up the ghost. How do, they, how do the yeasts go? Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm done now. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the fermentations are really slow usually as well. So they're not as fast because it's quite hard work.
1: Well, this is it. With, with, with such high, like, it's things like honey and stuff like yeah. that, with such high sweetness and high sugar content, yeah. things have trouble growing, even spores, really I guess. this is interesting
3: because there's an amazing lady based in Henley called Jo who makes honey. Honeys right. of Henley, for anyone who's listening. Okay. And she's in the process at the moment of having mead made. So exciting. This is a bit of a digression, but it's about sweetness. And they'd harvested honey, about 75 kilos of honey, and the moisture content was too high. And apparently, if you've got more than 20% moisture in your honey, that's when it becomes live and active and it can ferment. Uh, sorry, So 20%. 20%? 20% and up. So 20, less than 20% moisture and the honey as we know lasts forever and is an amazing preservative as well wow. um but more than 20 percent that's when the yeast there's obviously a tipping point where yeah. the yeast can become active because okay. there's not so there's just enough water present that dilutes the sweetness for them to do their thing and make mead
1: wow and that's um joe does that now. what is it called honeys of henley i think i went to a club called that once
3: Very <laughs> good. there's one on the a1 isn't they drive past called the honey pod <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is totally different. This though. is a comparison. We're on, a, we're off on okay. a
3: real tangent here, yeah. But that's how you make the mead. So apparently, literally, it's a small margin. Yeah, and but you have to have less than twenty percent for that's it to interesting. Be stable. Twenty yeah.
1: percent. I mean, that's great for dinner parties. We were just we were talking earlier on, weren't yeah. we, about me um, t- talking to my sister and m- making her think that I know everything about wine. Oh, exactly. All I'm doing is throwing in posh words and statistics. That's another one. Yeah. That's yeah, 20, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, honey has twenty percent. Yeah,
3: if it's got, if it's moisture, got more than yeah, twenty percent moisture, to, uh, then it will uh, yeah. just start to be active. Yeah. It'll be live.
1: They think you're brilliant. Yeah, This is why I love this show.
3: Yeah, so we might. We, I might try and see if I can get Jo to come in and talk about mead when her mead's been made. Oh, lovely! Really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know much about mead either, and I'd love to know more.
1: Yeah, we yeah. could we could expand this to um, just anything, any any sort of alcohol anything, at all.
3: Yeah, anything that ferments. Uncaught.
1: Well, actually, uncork, Uncaught. It could be, couldn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, so...
3: So flavour-wise, it does change the flavour profile of a grape. So you, you will be able to pick up certain characteristics. If you took a Riesling grape, for example, in Germany, there will yeah. be elements that will be recognisable still as a Riesling. But you tend to get... People often use phrases or words like barley sugar or beeswax or ginger even, a spice element, when wines have had botrytis and when you taste a dry wine that's had some botrytised grapes in it you can often pick up those sort of little this slightly changes the profile the flavour profile of the wine as
1: well and and i guess i mean this might sound completely obvious um and it probably is but the the areas and the grape varieties therefore that that. That generally have botrytis or use botrytis in the process. Mm-hmm. They they tend to be more northern Europe or, or cooler climates like Germany, yeah. Alsace, and yeah. Austria, places like that.
3: Exactly, those are the places. And if you think where Sauternes based, you know it's a maritime climate again. So there's a degree of humidity in Bordeaux. So you you know it, it's all those kind of places where you're more likely to get weather conditions that we may recognise <laughs> on our shores. Sadly, here potentially we get more sustained wet weather, and it isn't always followed by some temperate, dry and okay. sunnier weather, which yeah. helps form botrytis, which it, makes it... I don't think I've ever had a botrytised... a significantly made botrytised wine from the UK.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is um, is this lensing hand better towards white varieties then? Do, do you ever have a red
3: botrytis wine? More more often white. It is more often white, I've had I've had yeah. I've had ice wines that are red. Okay. And... I've had late harvest wines that are red, but I don't. I mean, you might get some things down, sort of, but then you don't get much botrytis down in banyuls and places. Whether there's a bit of botrytis present when they, but no, not for the most part. It's white.
1: Yeah. And now, is is this the same? Um, no, it was not. Is it because sometimes you naturally have yeast on the skin of a grape yes. as well? Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, this is a different this is, thing, this isn't is it? A different thing. So some
3: yeah. people actually put spores into the vineyard to encourage botrytis. They want to make a botrytis do they? fine. Yeah. Well, like a, like a
1: spread a bag of botrytis about. I guess.
3: <laughs> I is that what they don't do? Think, well, you can use the spores in the same way because you you know you get funguses everywhere. So if you think um, and yeast yeasts, obviously there there are that you know they're all these little spores everywhere. But sure. most places it exists naturally in the environment and it happens naturally. Wow. And so you have years where it doesn't happen to the same extent. So you might get small amounts of botrytis, but you might get years that are just too dry and sunny. And there is no botrytised wine. So you don't make that style of wine. Or the the wine style is slightly different, or they leave them to to hang. They usually pick a lot later, and they're left to hang on the the vine for longer.
1: Okay, yeah. And that's because of that high sugar level uh, very often.
3: Yeah, and to, to accumulate that sugar level and encourage botrytis to happen. But if in, say, somewhere like Sautern, they have a year where they're very little botrytis forms, then they're usually more of a late harvest style of wine,
1: and that's all dependent yeah. on the weather. The yeah. the, yeah, the yeah. actual so it's
3: dependent on the weather. So some years, so in my living, well, there's lots, but the one that always sticks out in my mind is two thousand and one in Sauternes was an exceptional year. There was lots of botrytis, but perfect conditions for it, and you get these amazingly long lived wines that are just sort of the archetype of a Sauternes, which is obviously nearly always botrytis, but well, to a greater or lesser extent. Okay, yeah. so then you have other years. I'm trying to think of one now and my brain's thinking 2008 could be wrong in places like Austria where they had a little bit more botrytis than they wanted. So even you know the shirag style wines are slightly fuller. They have slightly higher alcohol levels. And in some of the wines, you can taste that botrytic element. And often they, they go browner earlier because there's enzymes present in the wine from the botrytis which are oxidative so it oxidizes the color of the wine more readily so often they get darker they're very always a very golden color
1: yeah 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 so um i mean we've hardly touched on this have we i mean there's th- lots yeah th- th- there seems to be loads and we're we're already over the time we can
3: talk about we can talk about it again you know we like to talk about rot but i mean they, 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 they it's hard to know exactly where they it stemmed from, but there is, a, there is an argument that the first Patriotized wines were made in Hungary, which is why Tokai is regarded as sort of a great patriotized style of wine. But we can talk about Tokai in more detail another day because it's not quite as simple. They make like a pulp and a mash. Oh, right, okay. yeah, And they have a different classification system for the sweetness than other places.
1: So generally, if we want to get a, um, um, a really good um, uh, Saturn, did you say? Saturn, 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 Saturn yeah. it, it's yeah. 2001.
3: Yeah, that might be hard to get. But any, if you like turn. Just just give them a try and buy a half bottle. Don't buy a full bottle. Yeah, Because they are sweet, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're very sweet and you don't need a lot of it. No, 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 no. But you but know, sometimes, top tip, yeah. don't fancy a dessert, but you just have yourself a little small glass of dessert wine okay. shared between you all.
1: Well, I've got a top, topper tip, have a dessert and, and a dessert. <laughs> exactly. Bring on the pudding <laughs> as well. You know, if you're
3: feeling a bit full, you yeah. can use it like a digestif, you know. Yeah. How lovely. Yeah. Mm. But I, yeah, I think that they, ignoring the athlete's foot thing, they make some brilliant wines. Yeah. And
1: you know, if you a bit of penicillin never did you any harm. Huh?
3: Exactly. <coughs> With alcohol killing most known pathogens, it's almost the it's, right thing to all, do for your health. It's all good. Yeah, grapes are one of your five a day.
1: Yeah. Drink less. be better. <laughs> not better oh, we're exactly. oh, in such trouble already. <laughs> we did say half bottle.
3: Yes, we shared, did. Shared shared between people.
1: Between four people? Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. With a great big toffee sponge cake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be a good combination, actually. Look at that. You just knew what to match that with. I really did. Sticky toppy pudding.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, that's the first part done. We we have dived in. We have. Uh, after this, we are going to go off the beaten track, and we're going to, well, do you know what? Silly, stupidly, immaturely, I said cardigan. It's not cardigan. <laughs> it's not
3: it's cardigan. Carigan?
1: Carignan. 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 We're looking at Carignan, Carignan. after this little Episode. We're going to find out where it's from, what, uh, what, what it tastes like. what We can expect from it something with a little bit of a different juniper. Cool. Oh, mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to River Radio. It's Brian and Kath uncorked on a Thursday. We're right back after this. <laughs>
2: Trying to prove it won't fall out. And all the men are gargoyles, dip long in Irish stout. The whole place is pickled, the people are pickles for sure. And no one knows that they've done more here than they ever would do in a job. This could be Rotterdam or anywhere. Liverpool or Rome Cause Rotterdam is anywhere Anywhere alone Anywhere alone And everyone is blonde And Blonde and beautiful are multiple. They become so dull and dutiful. And when faced with dull and dutiful, they fire red warning flares. Battle cocky personality with red underwear. This could be Rotterdam or anywhere. Liverpool or Rome. Because Rotterdam is anywhere, anywhere alone. Anywhere alone The whole place is pickled The people are pickles for sure And no one knows that they've done more here Than they ever would do in the job a or anywhere Liverpool or wrong because is anywhere anywhere alone this could be right or anywhere Liverpool or wrong because right is anywhere anywhere alone anywhere alone. quick twitch
3: and the thing is done <laughs> Sorry, Brian just laughed then Well, that was Rotterdam by The Beautiful South. Is that the right, The Beautiful South? I've just said it was The Beautiful South. I'm hoping I was correct But well, there you are, yes why, was it, why did we choose Rotterdam, Brian? Well, I think <laughs>
1: what you've done there very cleverly have you got to play on words haven't you?
3: Well, a very loose play on words Rot, rot. rot. at it's the got, beginning It's got rot in it, but also they talk about people being pickled and I always find that amusing <laughs> But that's why. But anyway, for those of you who just joined us, you're listening to River Radio and it's Uncorked with Brian and Kath, which means it's Thursday after one o'clock because we're in the middle of the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you can find us on the web, on mobile and on Alexa.
1: Alexa, play River Radio live.
3: See, I don't have an Alexa.
1: No, neither do I. They I freak almost, me out.
3: They freak me out. I'm always worried it's listening in.
1: I'm sure it is. Mine I'm too. sure I'm neurotic. I, I think my phone is listening in half the time. Do, oh. you, do you get? Yes.
3: Yes. I talk
1: about something, and up it pops. Yeah. And it's like, where did that come from? How did it know? It
3: it can't do that, the tech. But it happens all the time. Yeah, it can. It does. I I know. know. I know. Well. Anyway, what are we doing? Where where are we? Where are we? We're off the beaten track. We're about to go off the beaten track.
0: We're wandering through
1: the dry fields. Dry fields. (laughs) Arid. Of (laughs) South... France, yeah. northern Spain, around yeah. the Mediterranean—definitely
3: Mediterranean, yeah.
1: Uh, a crow squawks in the distance. <laughs> Some Spanish guitar is being played
3: in a in a villa. Yes. <laughs> oh, I no, no sound effects for that. <laughs> plinky, plonky, plinky, plonky.
1: <laughs> plinky, plonky. What's the, oh, I don't know. The illusion has been broken. Taco
3: Pena, I yeah. am not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so we are going to... Well, Mediterranean, but not just Mediterranean. We're going to find out a little bit more yeah. about this particular wine that we are um, off the beaten track on. And its I must admit, I, I think I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. So I am all ears okay. for this one.
3: All ears. Well... Wow. We're talking about Carignan. Yeah. And Carignan is called Carignana in Spain. It's also called Mathuelo in Spain. Has quite a few synonyms. Um, Carignan with an E on the end in the USA um, and Carignan in France. It's a black skinned grape variety and it's most likely native to Aragon, where there's a village called Carignana, which is is actually a separate DO, Southern Spain.
1: Oh, okay. She said with confidence, you know, my geography is shocking. Mine's perfect. Spain. Tuscany. Ask me where that is.
3: Central France. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it, but it's it's most commonly found along the Mediterranean coast, which you banged nail on the head a second ago. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. But yeah, northeastern Spain. There you go. Northeastern Spain and the Languedoc-Roussillon is the other major region. In the Languedoc-Roussillon, it's usually used as a blending variety alongside Grenache, Syrah and Mourvedre. Okay. So i mean that's so all you'll th- see I mean it, you'll see it pop up in wines like fitou and fojer and things like that from the south
1: it it sounds as well that i mean is that one of the one of the varieties in châteauneuf-du-pape its isn't actually it oh. isn't because the other ones are you yeah. mentioned yeah, yeah yeah
3: they all are but it isn't actually one of the permitted varieties in châteauneuf oh. yeah sanso is Cuz- Terret noir vacque vac brains gone blank begins with the v there's there's other varieties bob things like that but not not this one Not this one, no well, Astonishingly It's yeah. not in Chateauneuf Okay Yes So, so. it likes warm dry climates Basically. So
1: that's why that, yeah, so that, that's the predominant region that, that we've just mentioned. So nor, uh, northeast um, uh, Spain, that's Barcelona sort of way.
3: Yeah, but you, it's planted everywhere. Okay. It's planted pretty widely across Spain.
1: Yeah. So uh, benchmark, as always, Breisky benchmark. Breisky that could what? be another feature for the show. The Breisky, Breisky benchmark. benchmark. We're talking okay. about Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. Uh, that's my benchmark. Where
3: See, am I going? I would going? say the tannins for this, they can get quite high, but medium to, t- uh, medium to high tannins. Okay. Um, can have quite a full body if it's not overcropped. So they control the yield. Yes. Um, decent acidity, quite good high acidity. Really loads of colour. So deep, dark colour.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like Sometimes when you look at the colour, it's like almost like brick dust.
3: Yeah. Again, if it's not been over-yielded.
1: Over, over-yielded yeah. will dilute
3: that, obviously. Yeah, it yeah. becomes diluted. Okay. And, and then pap- um, p- papers, flavours. <laughs> don't know what happened to the synapses then. No. Um, flavours, dark and black fruits. So anything sort of in that sort of... You can get brambles, you can get dark cherry, sort of that broad spectrum of dark fruits that we associate. If it's very ripe, sometimes little raisin notes, perhaps. Okay. They're not always desirable, dependent on the style of wine or mas- macerated cherries if it's from somewhere that's warmer.
1: Because that, that can get a bit too heavy. if, it's, if it yeah, is, is, exactly. is Is that what they call jammy? It's like just a bit too sometimes heavy. Sometimes things go a bit too, yeah.
3: So you want, you? it's finding that balance between... Yeah being overcropped and being thin and weedy, because if they do overcrop it, it's very vigorous and it likes to produce lots, which was regarded as a good thing at one point. Less of a good thing now, because if it is overcropped, it does become quite weedy. It's quite good from old vines. Okay. Because then naturally the yield is limited by the vine's age and you get a much more concentrated style of wine. But then pepper and licorice, savoury, spicy notes, those sort of things, are the Uh things that you associate with it. So if it's a good carignan, they're really delicious. Yeah. It's a bit like... I said about Sanso before, I might use this analogy. It's sort of like your brother-in-law that nobody talks about because he's in prison. (laughs) Right. I don't have a brother-in-law in in prison, I have to point this out. But, you know, you still love them, but you don't really talk about them that much. Okay. Carignan falls into that kind of category of grape varieties because it's not as Gucci and posh and stylish as something like Cabernet Sauvignon or Pinot Noir or Syrah. Okay. So, But one of the things you do see it in a lot of the time is in Rioca because it's one of the varieties under the is name it? it's called Mathuelo in that neck of the woods and it's one of the blending varieties in Rioca
1: so this is where it all gets confusing because now we're calling it Math Mathiello or well, something
3: yeah see this is the thing you have with grapes they often have different names, names. Yeah. yeah different synonyms in different places it's like an
1: actor or performer they have their real name and then yeah. they have a stage name
3: yeah it's also called Samso in some places as well really yeah I know just to really confuse you That's in Spain as well. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I know just to confuse you like that. So it's usually grown in bush vines, it's not often trellised. So Mm -hmm. there's freestanding vines that are head trained, which means that you've got the little spurs that everything grows off coming out the top of the vine. Doesn't have the you know the traditional view of a vine being you either got one with sort of canes coming off the side, so Mm -hmm. you've got like a little trunk and then like that come off to the side. Yeah. This one doesn't do that, it's like a little tree. Is it? A bush. Uh, A bush. Yeah. It's a bush. Head trained, spur pruned. Okay. Right. Yes, so they're usually bush vines, so they do usually require hand harvesting, and most of the older, old vines are hand harvested, and they're naturally on a bush vine, so yeah. But also, apparently, the stems of the grape, so where the grape forms coming off the plant and then grows, um, they're quite sturdy on Carignan, yeah. so they're quite hard to get off with a machine harvester without damaging either the vine or the fruit
1: so when, when you are harvesting stuff like that, unless you are actually hand harvesting, I guess you're, you're most not not just this variety, but most, actually this variety is probably quite good for it, but you would you would take half those stems and bits well, of other would, stuff you, with you, it. You,
3: yeah, you, it depends how you're harvesting. So when we were talking about the botrytic wines, sometimes those are literally, they, they go through the vineyard in successive visits, and they pull the grapes off when they're at the stage of botrytis that they want, and they can do up to three, four even more sometimes harvest. going through the vineyard continuously. Oh, so day one, then they go back the next day because they don't necessarily form evenly. Yeah. Sometimes they do the whole bunch because they want some fresher stuff in there as well. It depends on the style of wine they're achieving. Yeah. But with wines that are normal light wines, you go out to harvest and you harvest, they take the whole bunch off and then you can choose to de-stem. Maybe next week we talk about harvesting different methods. So maybe we should. We should do a deep dive into the, why the pros and cons. Yeah. Green machine, harvest. Machine in hand and throw a bit of green in for fun. Yeah
1: like the sound of that
3: we know how to live
1: I I was fascinated by machine harvesting because I can't imagine how they take delicately take off those bunches of grapes with a machine there's a teaser there is a teaser stay tuned for uncork next week I've got got like an
3: inspector gadget style machine in my head now with sort of hands yeah (laughs) is that what they do sadly (laughs) I don't want to burst the bubble too soon but just hold that image in your mind till next week oh it might be find out next week
1: (laughs) one o'clock Thursday uncorked
3: yep Mm-hmm. So, as like I said, it's very productive as a great variety. So, you do want to control the yield. From the 1960s, it was massively widely planted in France. And it was probably the most planted grape variety in France between the 1960s and 2000. But in the 80s, they had a big vine pool scheme where things that were massively overcropping and od- o- overyielding and contributed to the wine lake of the 80s and the oh, 90s we heard about those were removed, yeah. and they were it, it was a it was a process, and so by 2000 the area of Carignan under vine massively reduced. So okay, there was less of it, yeah. So yeah. that's something that did change. But you do still see it, see it in Cote de Catalan, sort of as you're heading near the Pyrenees. You see it in Corbiere, Minervois, Fitou, and Fougere as one of the blending components. And you will get single variety Old Vine Carignan. But other places, yeah. obviously we've touched on Spain. We've said that you can find it around Aragon and there is the Carignana Dio. Ironically, not always made with Carignan, just to confuse you further. I know, don't go there. We're just going to skip over that confusion. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Yep. But one of the best places for Carignan, really good quality Carignan, is Priorat, where it's grown in the Licorelis soils, which are these beautiful slaty soils with quartz in them. And th-
1: we're still in Spain? Yep. Yeah.
3: Catalonia, that's where you get your sand What, what was that one again? The name of that, Priorat? Priorat.
1: Priorat. Yeah. Priorat. Okay, so we, if you look out for a Carignan from Priorat. Well,
3: maybe next week. Yeah. Harvesting and Priorat. That's what we chat about. Okay. We do a deep dive into, well, off the beaten track to Priorat. I'm up for it. It'd be quite exhausting, so we've got to go up some steep terraces. Are you up for that?
1: Oh, oh so this, this mountain... Oh, I suppose if it's Pyrenees, yeah, yeah you said. So it would so be... We got, on, we're
3: going to head into Priorat, yeah?
1: So that must be... Yeah, they've got to hand-harvest that, surely. You, yeah. Can you get a machine up there? No. No. That would be that'd be disaster. <laughs> exactly. That's, a, that's, that's an it's accident quite, waiting an to happen.
3: It's a good region to do, because it was a forgotten region and fell into disrepair.
1: And but, it was sorry. We're going off the beaten track a bit here. We are. Yeah, we found um, a
3: new path to go down.
1: <laughs> but but Through on the
3: scrub. Yes.
1: Now we're, now we're now we're now we're hiking. But up up on the on on the mountain sides mm. and hills and things like that. Surely the the temperature ranges quite quickly. It becomes different. Yeah. So even within the you within one vineyard, yeah, you've got a microclimate. I remember
3: being in Oregon, and we went to Bishop's Hill. Yeah, and. It was a glorious day, similar to the one that we're experiencing now. So a little bit rainy, a bit misty and humid. Cold and humid, though, because it was autumn. Actually, it was around October, so not far off from where we are now. And as you went up, it got colder and you got you went up into the clouds and you could feel the temperature change as you went up.
1: Yeah. So that must play havoc when you come to, you know, when to harvest and when to, to pick your grapes. Well, and it, there's, there's, you.
3: a, there's pluses and minuses there. Because if you've got things that you need, you want to pick a bit later... If you, if it's cooler, then you, you. I suppose it's just when you choose the time. If you've got things that are going to come in at different times, you don't have to pick it all at that moment. Then it allows you to stagger and plan your harvest accordingly.
1: So, would 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 a from a place like this that we're we're talking about Pyrene, P- P- what is it,
3: um, Pyrarat, Priorat
1: P- and the Pyrenees and all of the rest of it, yeah. would they gener- generally be quite a bit more? expensive because of of the issues with harvesting and stuff on like the that? whole
3: it's one of those grapes where the, the range of price can be significant depending on who's made it and where oh, from okay. to a certain extent but you can get ridiculously good quality and not expensive carignan you could spend 10 12 pounds and get a really nice bottle if you know what you're buying right um but there's also growers who are really Regard, highly regarded Who make Carrigan Which is a little bit more expensive do you know,
1: But if you don't know What you're If you don't know What you're buying I mean what I could do Like for for example somebody like me I've got an idea What I might do Is pop down to The meter market Up in uh, Cook and Dean, yeah, Say and tomorrow Between nine and, fi- and Find 15, someone called Kath and, go, and see if they've got Any nice Carrigan At some point yeah. Maybe order it I don't know Exactly Could try that
3: You just need a me Yeah you just need me to help you guide, right. guide you through your purchase.
1: So whenever I'm, I'm uh, uh, ordering wine from now on, I'm just going to WhatsApp you.
3: Yeah, that's what everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> Get sent photos. This is a good one. <laughs> yeah. My oh. brother-in-law likes X. Do you think he'll enjoy this? Oh, I
1: bet you love that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just normal. It's just every day. Every day. Um, so, yeah, Mathuello, obviously, in, in is what it's called when you're in Tempranillo, when it's blended with Tempranillo in Rioja. Um, but... It's not a massively highly regarded variety in Spain. It sort of sits behind um, Grenache or Grenache as it is there, which also ranks behind things like Tempranillo and Cabernet Sauvignon. So, you know, in the top 10 of great varieties, it's definitely not number one. But it does, it's an important, again, it's an important blending component because it does bring something else to the blend. They actually grow it in Sardinia. Oh, okay. Yeah, Carignano. Oh, they yeah. haven't
1: changed the name a bit to make it harder.
3: We'll just stick an O on the end. You're okay. in Italy. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and obviously, it's lots of old vines, and old vine Carignan from that sort of area is very good. Um, there was <laughs> they had two other great varieties that were... This makes me laugh. Um, one is called Bavale di spagno and the other one is called Bavale Grande. And they turned out actually to be clones of Carignan that had just changed naturally on the island in, Ca- in Sardinia. Fun fact. What do you mean changed? Well, they just sort of mutated and formed their own clones. So with grapes, you often get different clones of the same variety, and they can all have slightly different characteristics. Really? Yeah, same with Sangiovese. So the Brunello clone of Sangiovese is slightly different. I mean, it's still Sangiovese, broadly speaking, genetically, but they're different styles, they're different grapes, and you'll get the same with Pinot Noir, you'll get different clones of Pinot. And actually, I've been in vineyards at Harvest, and we've tasted the Pinot, and you say they say the bunches look different, and they'll they'll tell you sometimes if it's somewhere organised they have the clone on the end of the row, and you'll taste one and it it still tastes kind of like Pinot. They have the same fruit flavour when you taste those two grapes, but one is sort of juicy and much sweeter with really lovely acidity, and the other one is got smaller grapes, but like the little actual individual berries are much smaller. The tannins are much thicker. It feels chewier and drier and more acidic. So. They serve a function in that you're still making a Pinot Noir, but within your blend you've got some grapes that bring more structure, more tannin and more acidity, and ones that bring more fruit and juiciness. So, you, so even without necessarily blending across different grape varieties, vineyards with different clones planted.
1: So when you say uh, a clone, is this, is this sort of like um, humans have intervened with this, or is this a some natural of them, evolution bit of, bit of, of plants within the same grain?
3: Bit of both. So if you mm-hmm. think about it, when you think about your strawberries. If you go sometimes to the supermarket, you can have strawberries that are enormous from Spain, and mm-hmm. they've got a different name on them, but they're still a strawberry. And yeah. Another Spain that's from you know someone down the road here, and it's another and it's got another name on it, and they're still, it's like, yeah, they're still strawberries. They still basically taste a strawberry, but they're slightly different. So
1: okay, so so these clothes, <laughs> you see, they,
3: look literally the, like I've blown your mind. See these these vines because it
1: sounds to me like they're evolving in front of our very eyes.
3: Yeah, and sometimes, with some that mutate quite readily, if they get white versions of a grape variety or pink versions of the same grape, you'll have a bunch of, like, a vine, and there'll be one white bunch growing on it and the rest are all red grapes. So do you reckon... Pinot Noir does that a lot. Goodness. Do you reckon if, if you, you know... Let's let's go back
1: to uh, Brisky, come- the Bryceke Vineyard in, yeah. in Cookham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just up uh, Poundfield Lane. Yeah. and um, That's where it is. Massive place. Um, <laughs> I've got a little patch in the garden. Um over time, over years and years and years, say I planted something like oh, we're gonna do ice fine, mm-hmm. weren't we? That could evolve into a into a well, into within, a grape that's reason, never been heard of before and totally unique.
3: Well, I suppose you never know. <laughs> but you know, its DNA is its DNA to a point.
1: <laughs> I am talking nonsense, yeah, aren't but I?
3: Actually before we finished the segment. There are some really good old vines in the New World as well. So you can find some nice carignan in Chile, um, but also really great ones in the Lodi in California. Okay. So really good carignan. And unusual places, mm-hmm. Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Turkey, Mexico. But again, that climate. That's very dry. dry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well look I'm, I, wanna I I want to try some I say this every week When we're talking about A wine that I'm not familiar with I just want to Have a little taste now And see what it's like So I'm going to be looking for do, do you get this in Like supermarkets yep. Or is it less yep. you, you can
3: Yeah and if you like You want to try it in a blended form You can always find a Corbia Or a Fitu And they usually If they're in the supermarket Particularly they might tell you The great varieties on the back Because yeah. that can be a bit Of a movable feast
1: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh how exciting Okay I'm going to look for this So it's a C-A-R-I-G-N-A-N um, Yes Right, cardigan, carrigan. Cardigan. Oh dear. I have to bring the tone down, don't I? soundtrack to life in the thames valley river radio on the web to the batmobile let's go on your mobile hello and on alexa too river radio that's it
2: it. hmm i pronounce that river radio but i'm always working on how i say things and i might not have it right
1: (laughs) there There we go now what was that track we just listened to
3: that was the love within by block party
1: now I'm trying to think of how that works with it's
3: as tenuous as it comes Go on. I mean literally yep. I wouldn't even say we're hanging by a thread it's just showing a bit of love a bit of love for Carrie because no one loves it
1: that is bad. I know.
3: Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? It's fine. It's, good. Enough, it's good. It's enough, no
3: one's written a song for Karen Yan. Have they not? I know. Can you believe it?
1: Oh, get musicians out there, come on.
3: Come on, give Mathwello a chance. Yeah,
1: a bit of Karen Yan. <laughs> Karen, ah, oh, Karen Yan. I <laughs> no don't It's all working, isn't it? Right, okay. All right, let's get back to the business then. Because we are menu matching, aren't we? Yes. We are, talking about Karen Yan. I'm
3: thinking, what if you had... Bottle of Carignan. Yep. What would you want to eat? Because let's face it, wine and food, food and wine. Yep, 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 yep. It makes the world go
1: round. It does. So, um, as always, uh, you look at the area where these things are predominant. quite um, diverse selection. But that is a very diverse... Because I was just thinking that. That's really (laughs) diverse. Because we're going to France. They eat everything. Um, They really do. Yeah. And then in Spain, um, well, you know, traditionally you're looking at things like paella and stuff. I wouldn't put it to paella. I would probably put it more towards sort of ready red red meat, sort of the lamb dishes perhaps. Yeah. what? Not not really seafood. I'm not going to go with that. No, and I'm, I'm taking a chance. That's fair there. enough. I think yeah. that's fair enough. I'm going to, you know, keep with the more, you know, bit of chorizo stew or something.
3: But there you go. You see. Yeah. Spicy.
1: Spicy. Yes. That's so the one a spicy so meatball. If you think,
3: if, if you've got the red fruit flavors that could be, if it's a younger fresher style made with younger vines you're probably gonna have a little bit more red fruit yeah so think sort of raspberry cranberry but ripe or macerated strawberries those kind of flavors if it's a bit more old vine or a bit more concentrated or it's seen some wood maybe a bit more dark fruit but you could probably think well what would i pair those with yeah If you've got a younger style and you've got something let's go traditional here i don't don't normally do this in september but christmas dinner i was just about
1: to say turkey because you said cranberries
3: so you can have it; those sort of styles with the white meat, particularly because you're looking at what they're with. So you've got some gravy. You've got your so ga- more
1: gamey sort of meats. Um, yes, yeah. would, would probably work, would work really, well. really well. Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. Or chicken and chorizo again, because you've got a bit of spice there. Yeah, has those spicy, licorice-y kind of characters going on in it, or the baking spices it sometimes has. So oh, if you want to do now, but is if try you've it. got traditional dishes that are naturally more. So I was thinking when I eat Algeria Morocco. What would you kind of eat there? You think your tagines, it's more scented, the food. You've got more sort of sweet spices coming through. Yeah. Carignan works well then.
1: But a younger one. Yes, but even yeah, if it's lamb
3: or something, you can go with something that's from older vines as well because, you know, you get a nice acidity and a juiciness. Umami.
1: Umami. Yes. Oh, Every time you say that, it always reminds me of Of, um, Vic and and Bob. Umami. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uvavu. (laughs) (laughs) What's umami again? Umami. Uvavu. 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 (laughs) Umami is sort of an extra sort of, it's a flavour. Well, it's not even a flavour. Well, yeah, kind of flavouring component, but it's sort of things like truffles or marmite or, you know, that sort of... um, the crystally bits you get in, you know, really good quality cheddars and parmesan, those sort of crystally f- flavour magnifiers, which are actually MSG, natural MSG. Oh, they. They're a form of MSG. Yeah. So they make you want more. That sort of salty. It's hard to pin down soy sauce. Those kind of flavours. Lots of the flavours you get in Japanese and Chinese cooking are very umami. Umami. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so those kind of flavours. Any, so anybody sink, who's into
1: food and everything, just, just one second here, defined, Kath. Because sometimes defined. I do worry that you, you are I'm just it up? pulling my leg. Um, if you are into food... I love food,
3: the fact that you think that for the last few months yeah, I've been winding, just, about this just, just just winding me up this thing called umami doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody out there has ever heard of umami, do drop us a line here at River Radio. It's Brian at river.radio or Kath yeah. at... River dot radio. radio. Let us know yeah. what you think. Let us know what wines you'd like us to cover. Let Am I winding
3: know. Brian up? Is, Is mommy a yeah, thing? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I, don't, I think we can uh, safely say that. But mm.
3: think sort of smoked meats, cured yeah. meats, smoked flavors, even even a burger with some smoked cheddar.
1: Okay. Match.
3: Yeah. So stronger cheeses, parmesan, those kind of cheeses. Cheese is always a good yeah. place. to.
1: Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with cheese wine.
3: Yeah. So anything that's sort of a more robust spiced, spiced food or something not not chili hot necessarily or something that's more scented and aromatically spiced. Carignan. If you didn't want to have a white wine, would work really well, especially if it's with red meats. Um, so peppery Catalan sausage.
1: The look on your face. That's just what I was thinking. Peppery yep. Catalan sausage.
3: Yep. Spicy mm. lamb meatballs. Yep. Yeah. 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 Or
1: just spicy meatballs.
3: Yeah. But I'm thinking lamb, particularly with L- Karen Young. But lamb yeah, works. but you could go with any meatball.
1: I, I particularly like the fact that it's um, it's something for a Christmas. I know, I mean, we're a little way away. Mind you, we're not that far, are we? September, October, November. No, just, mm. it's
3: alarming. And some of the supermarkets have Christmas stuff in Oh,
1: them. they haven't. They have. I'm not going there, wherever that is. That's no. shocking. But
3: it'll be here. We'll blink and we'll go, whoa, Christmas. Christmas.
1: So I, I might actually be going out and getting a bit of uh, Karen, Karen Young. Yeah. Ready for my turkey. Exactly. Ooh.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: I have to say, talk, I mean, we have said, you know, the C word, Christmas, and Oof, it's a bit early. I know. But we went up to um, uh, the, uh, the Maize Maze. Oh, the Maize Maze? The Maize Maze, maze, the maze, maze um, yeah. which is just outside of... Which
3: also isn't a made-up thing. It's a real thing. Oh, it's a,
1: it's a real thing. Yeah. 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 And it's just between Cookham and Maidenhead. And um, See,
3: I always just think Children of the Corn. Feel yes, a bit that's what I said to Gemma, and she was yeah. like, what?
1: Yeah. Um... Never heard of it. Uh, That's fortunate, yeah, though, because sure you can age.
3: enjoy the maze maze without the fear. The fear of being slaughtered. Slaughter.
1: <laughs> but I, I have to say, we were looking at the turkeys um, that were at Copus, Gambling
3: around happily, and you're going, "Oh, I like the look at that one." Yeah,
1: no, but I have to say, they were really looked after. They looked so yeah. content there. You know, if you are going to eat meat and you're going to do that, go somewhere like Copus yeah. because it's they done were just ethically, they had kindly. One, one bad day yeah they had such a yeah. massive place to roam the field was enormous and they just looked like they were really looked after so i have to take my hat off to work for that yes. okay
3: which is where the maze maze is
1: that's where the maze maze is the
3: maze maze yeah yeah so just just going on a little bit of a vegetarian or vegan tangent okay let's do that um so beans juice that kind of thing it works well with anything with aubergines those sort of full of flavors stuffed mushrooms really yeah. good non-vegan cassoulet <laughs> that sort of thing those yeah. sort of things it works so those sort of dishes that you get those hearty dishes that you also get in the south of France do
1: you know what you, you know with those bean stews and stuff like that do you know that paprika that comes in the little red tin yes I do so you bung a bit of that in yes. I reckon that would yes. be a right good yes. match and that comes from the same area
3: yeah exactly it's all, it's all connected exactly that's all you have to do you just have to think yeah what would work and what would I like? And sometimes when you taste the wine as well, you just get a feel for it. You think, or you'll eat some food and think, actually, I know what will go with that. Crisps. Exactly. Well, and how? How remiss of me. You had to remind me. Yep. You've got your Carignan. You've got an array of crisps in front of you. Mm. Which bag do you choose, Brian?
1: Well, if, if they had a chorizo... You know, they're, sometimes they have posh ones, don't they? Like chorizo. Chorizo crisps. You know, I'd go for that. Chorizo crisps. But
3: if not, a smoky bacon. Okay. I mean, that, that's a bit of a curveball. Yeah,
1: possibly. Oh, can beef. beef crisps. Would you do that?
3: Roast beef, give it a try.
1: But, but actually, we are going for the heavier flavour. We're not going towards the cheese and onion, perhaps, and we're not really going towards I the salt vinegar, are we? Only, no, or even no. the ready salted. Just, it's the bigger yeah. ones.
3: I'm wondering... Marmite. Yeah, well, you can get... Well, Marmite peanuts can. and things and crisps, can't you? Yeah. What about roast chicken?
1: Well, actually, for a younger one...
3: Yeah. That might be an interesting combo. And do you remember, am I imagining this, hedgehog crisps?
1: They did hedgehog I think they were beef. They were just called hedgehog. I don't think they were actually based did on they the flavour.
3: Because I, I have no recollection of the flavour, and I can't It was beef. Put actual hedgehogs in them.
1: Beef flavour, I think. There was no hedgehog harmed oh, oh, in the making I of them. that
3: would be fair to... Yeah, no, it a hedgehog, wouldn't be, it wouldn't like be right, hedgehogs. would it? Just be wrong. That's not right. That's <laughs> too upset about the hedgehogs. But were they beef flavor, or did they not uh, have I, a flavor? They're like ready. No, salted. I, th- I think they were beef. Really, I don't think so. If anyone knows, can you please clarify the mystery that is the hedgehog flavored crisp? Yeah, because I I thought when I was thinking about it, was it real? Did I imagine it? Yeah. What yeah. flavor was it? Did I ever have them? Yeah, oh, these are do, the philosophical okay. things that go round in my mind when I've got some spare time. <laughs> so next week shall we cover harvesting harvestings
1: yes let's do that there's because there's hand harvesting and a mechanical machine, machine harvesting yeah. and um, so any, any pros other pros and cons any other sort of types of I suppose it's well, to be one well, or the other
3: we, yeah exactly but we can have, we can we a can, little tangent into green harvesting if you like yep we can mm-hmm. just look at the middle yeah harvesting
1: we'll find out we're going to dive into harvesting when,
3: when to harvest why we harvest mm-hmm. why we harvest when we do Yeah. Yeah. How you make that decision. That's right. Pretty critical. If you think you've only got one stab a year at making wine, when you harvest is quite critical. And a gamble. It's
1: got to be a gamble, hasn't it? Because...
3: Depending on the conditions and the weather that year... It's that do I give it a little bit longer? Don't I? If it suddenly gets really hot and I don't, yeah.
1: But the, the, this, this, I mean, actually, we, I mean, we would. I've never really been a massive fan of uh, Clarkson, but I have to say mm. that we were watching Jeremy Clarkson on the, his farm thing.
3: Yes, it and it farm. was
1: fascinatingly interesting. But Apart I love from Caleb, the, you know, yeah so a he's Caleb's great.
3: dad. Is it Caleb's dad? The one that no one can understand.
1: I don't know if it's his dad, but he's he's, he's one of the old farmers, isn't he? Oh. It's Just hilarious.
3: It's worth. <laughs> 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 when as a guest went no home would understand and all. <laughs> we
1: <laughs> but, yeah not great for radio but it might be interesting but yeah it, it, it that did highlight the reason i brought it up because it does highlight mm-hmm. it's like do you go now uh, because you just think that's as good as it's going to get or do you wait a week or a few days because you're going to think it's going to get drier it's a gamble because it gets wetter because then you've got to wait especially and, on a
3: phew. anywhere that's an island with changeable weather
1: yeah yeah so um yeah that so that you've got that's, one
3: stab one stab a year to get get the it right quality that you like yeah
1: Goodness. Well there you go. Yeah. You heard it so harvesting
3: first. and what was our second thing? Can you remember?
1: Um uh any any type of harvesting and
3: Prierat. Priorat. Yes.
1: That's um like like the terraced sort of up the mountain yep. vineyard yep. type yep. things. Which you 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 don't just get in that area, but you know, I've seen that. I think in um, you, get, you
3: get terraces everywhere. Do you they're know what? I, it's a really efficient way to use hillsides. Yeah, I plant saw
1: plants. a bit of that. in... S- Do you know what? I think I'm pretty sure it was Switzerland.
3: Possibly yeah, ice,
1: ice wine. It must have been because if Switzerland's freezing most of the time,
3: <laughs> it's not all in the mountains. <laughs> I love the way he's like alpine, alpine ice wine, alpine. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm under, sure it had under, under under the snow. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, well, so that's all coming up next week. I haven't got, I haven't even got a Challenge cat this week.
3: I would sound disappointed, but I'm actually hugely Huge, relieved. I was
1: gonna, hugely relieved. Hugely relieved because I don't have a Challenge cat So um, what else have we got coming up then on River Radio? Over the next few days, there is loads of Masses. fabulous... Fabulous stuff. Don't forget, I have to say, we have a great Listen Again feature on the website, we river.radio. So if
3: you're a glutton for punishment, you can listen to me and Brian again.
1: You can do. Or you can... <laughs> if you've missed any of the earlier episodes you of Uncorked, or indeed yeah. any of the shows here on yeah. River Radio... School of Parenting. Yep. Yeah, um, all uh, All the other ones.
3: I look, he's looking at me now. He's looking at me. Um, all the other shows? All the other shows, yes. Like, have, but there's books about literary literature and literary, and they have amazing guests, and... Rachel who does school of parenting For someone who's a parent like me I need some guidance on all that stuff She's an absolute amazing source A font of knowledge quite frankly
1: Font of knowledge, yes. so uh, go along to River Radio. Have a look at the listen again. Do join and subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to the members area; it's free. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's and then you can you can fresh. listen again as much as your heart desires, and, you and you'll be reminded if there's any new features coming out and all of that malarkey. Yes. Um, that's at River Radio. Um, stay with us here uh, at River Radio because um, coming up uh, later today, I think Annabelle's around. Annabelle. Is Annabelle around? Do you know what? I just tried to bring up the River Radio um, website and I've got River Thames River Conditions. So that's no good.
3: It's not very helpful. <laughs> Brian, that's not very helpful. No, I know. But it's useful if you're heading to the river.
1: Well, there you go. I'll tell you what the river conditions are then. Um, there are no stream warnings. and <laughs> this <is> very specific. <laughs> uh, across the board. So there's no warnings. Everything's good and fluffy on the river. Just a bit damp. You're listening to River Radio.
3: We'll be back next week,
1: won't we? In we a will. World where radio stations are ten a penny. Could I have ten radio stations, please? That'll be a penny, lad. Thank you. There is
0: one radio station.
1: There can be only one. There can be only one. There
0: can be only one that stands out from the crowd. <gasps>